Hey, welcome to our podcast, Brendan and Bailey's Thoughts on Things. Here is where we have friends as guests, where we encourage one another and talk about matters of everyday life. So here's the thought. Architecture is ever-growing and always evolving. Every city has a certain image thanks to the art brought to you by architects. Burj Khalifa, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or dating even further back, the Great Pyramids. It impacts more than what meets the eye. And with COVID-19, even more thought is being put into its future. Welcome to another episode of Brandon and Belly's Thoughts on Things. Yeah, um, I am. Yes, I am very excited to dive into this topic. I have a whole newfound respect for all architects and architecture studying friends in the world. Took a bunch of research, but hey, it's it's, uh, it's just really amazing. So I can't wait for us to get right into it. Yeah, we have two wonderful friends uh, that's passionate about their work uh, in terms of architecture and uh, just their studies in this field. We have uh, Justin Chong and we have Sok Yi. Is that how you pronounce it? Sok Yi Leong. Sok Yi Leong. Sok Yi Leong. Do you guys just want to stay where you're from, uh, where you're studying, and also your favorite iconic structure in the world? Let's go. Ladies first. Okay. All right, what a gentleman. Well, I'm, hello, my name is Sok Yi Leong. <laughs> <laughs> and just call me Sok, like a coke Sok. with an S. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, solid. Um, I'm studying in the University of Melbourne doing Masters of Architecture. I'm from Malaysia, born and raised, and my favorite iconic, I feel like I change. it changes a lot. So like right now, my favorite one is this, Building called Zhejiang, Zhejiang Museum, Zhejiang Museum of oh. Natural History. Oh. Where is it? Zhejiang Museum of Natural History in China. Ooh. It's by it's by this architect called David Chipperfield. But it's basically like it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's stone color, like clay stone color. It's a museum, so it's like they they're blending it towards the ground, and it's oh. like tiered down a hill. It looks really cool. Wow. Oh, you're researching it. Cool. Yeah, I'm just looking it up. Dang. Yeah, it's basically right now my my wallpaper here. Really? Okay. Your wallpaper. Oh yeah. Wallpaper. So it changes all the time, right? So like, my favorite buildings is always changing. Ah yeah. yes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I have I his that. book. I have his catalog. Like, yeah. Wait, what's the guy's name again? I heard David Chopperfield, but I'm. Yeah, David Chipperfield. 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 Wow. Close enough. There you go. Chipperfield architect. Wow. He could be a magician, but probably not. Yeah, I know. It sounded like a magician. David Copperfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. David Chopperfield, (laughs) (laughs) the owner of a helicopter. Love it. That's cool. Let's go, Justin. Just, just. Okay. Yes. Um. My name's Justin. Um, I'm studying Masters of Architecture at RMIT. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> but, Which one's the better uni? No, there's no better uni. There's no better uni. <laughs> Monash, Monash. Oh, yes, Monash. Even Monash. controversial, you guys. I don't know about that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, iconic structure, yeah? Um, yeah. I guess my... It's really interesting because my icon... My favorite structure is actually a cemetery. Ooh, um, yo. So now, that, now that's controversial right there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hear, hear, hear me out. So it's, it's basically a tomb for just one person. 
Um, it's so it's it's basically a cemetery. It's called Brion Cemetery. So the family that commissioned it is called Brion, and it's done by this famous architect called Carlo Scarpa. Um, the reason oh, why, Scapa. yeah, Scarpa. Do you know Scarpa? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The reason why I love this the cemetery is because the way Scarpa looks at architecture is really different in comparison to, um, like the everyday architect. It's more of like how can you merge different elements from one building? So sort of like the wall, the floor, the ceiling, the staircase. How are you able to make all of these elements into one singular entity instead of having them as separate items? So like the way he designed is that the wall is the floor, the floor is the staircase, the staircase is the balustrade. What? Okay, and then not, so... not, not just that, he also looks at landscape a lot. So like... Like I've been like since year two because I got exposed to this building since year two and I've been using this terminology for a really long time. The architecture is the landscape. The landscape is the architecture. So like in a way, you're not designing a building that just sits on top of any site, but more yeah. so a building that um, is only site specific and can be only used because of the existing conditions for that specific area, which I really like. And right. Brandon, is your mind blown right now? Very. Same. <laughs> Same. Who am I? Who am I? Where am I? Wait, I have one question though. Like, like you said, like the stair is the ceiling. The ceiling is the ceiling. Like thing A is thing B. Thing B is thing A. Yes. Is that a like? Is that a commonly like like? Is that is that commonly used in like the architecture world, or is that am I just amazed like because it's everything is just the same? Like, if anything, it think? sounds philosophical to me. Like that, we just it's, went deep. You know, like hmm. the ceiling is the staircase. The staircase is the wall. Yeah. Those were not words Justin said, but. You just Justin. Can yeah. I, if I want to ask, is he like monumentalist? Like, is he focusing on monumental, the monumentalness of a building? I'm actually not too sure because, like, the way he, he uses like one material, like, yeah. So I'm not sure if that's called monumentalist, but like, he uses a lot of concrete. So I think, in a way, he's trying to accentuate the form through the form itself more so than materials. Because I remember I was studying sense. about this person. Yes. I think the way he used concrete is like tectonic, right? He's like... Yes, yes. Yeah, so he's like using concrete to the very, very end. Yes. Like maximum potential, you know? Yes. So if you can imagine, this guy designs his own doorknobs. Yeah. Oh. That's wow. how small he goes into detail. So like... So it's would you very say, prioritized mm. to one person. Oh. Well, oh. well with that, like, um, so we're talking about how he has a certain style. Like, yes. Would you say that would be a style that you would kind of go for, Justin? Like, what are the styles that you guys embrace? Um, so if interesting enough, our the way RMIT ends their master's degree is through a thesis. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm more so in, like I'm leaning towards his side of thought process and design quality. So potentially, because like I said, I'm really fascinated by site specificity. So like not just designing like a high rise that can be plonked anywhere in Melbourne or anywhere in the world. Right. So like he's like, yes, I think I'm probably leaning towards him more compared to like, the famous big architects that you know today, for example, um, Zaha Hadid, or like big architects, you know, like, like yes, they are Let's amazing. Go! Controversial. <laughs> yes. Hadid. Oh, so, controversial. Yeah. 
Wait, what did Speaking you of, Sorry? What did what, what did uh, the guy you just mentioned um sorry, like Hadid? Yeah, oh, what, what, what? her her uh, form is basically curve, like organic. Right. Yeah. Designed oh. through algorithms. Designed with algorithms. Code. Like math, coding, hmm. mathematics. So it's like yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But like mm. once you know more and more architecture, you'll be like kind of pointless. Because they are working oh. towards this end structure that doesn't appreciate the process. Mm, right. Whereas like these like um Carlos Carpa's uh David Chipotle demo, they mm. focus on the process and then they build upon it, build upon their mistakes. And mm. then actually you can see in their materiality, they can see in their joint the joineries where things happen. Mm-hmm. Like every every decision made has a reason, basically. Yeah, basically. And you can see the start to the end. It's not like, oh hey, I'm like I want to make this curvy building. Wanna so, make it cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like commercially aesthetic, I guess. That's, that's right. Speaking of commercially Jeez. aesthetic, have you seen the new floating spirit spherical Apple Store? Oh yes, I did see that. What are, th- what, are, what are you what are you guys' thoughts on that? Exactly what it is, commercially aesthetic. <laughs> It's okay. very, it's very like um, picturesque. Yeah, like it's very. It works towards one image to sell, oh. which is like not sustainable. What do you mean oh. by like one image to sell? Like, if you think about architecture, the marketing strategy for architecture is that like you work towards this series of pictures that looks well and can sell well. But when you're actually in it, when you're actually in that space, do you feel good as the inhabitant? Like, that is another story to tell. Mm. Basically. So if you're, yeah, basically you're designing outside in or inside out, basically. So, and Justin, are you guys, like, doing this? Because, like, I heard, like, we're, we're just throwing, like, the, the words architecture. But, like, there's different things. Like, we're talking about ex- exterior, interior. Like, are you guys doing the same thing? Like, are you guys just talking about, like, like, what, where are we on? Like, I'm honestly confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, architecture is very autonomous. Like, it has its own world, basically. Right. Like, if you think about when we study architecture, autonomous meaning, like, you know, we talk about politics, we talk about um, finance, mm. we talk about issues in the world, the social issues and stuff, which is, like, not architecture, but in architecture, it is architecture. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, interior wow. exterior, they all count as one, but like, what is your story you want to tell? Um, I so think it's not word. just like the look of it, right? No, no, it's never no. just the look oh. of it. There's always like another story behind. But like, like for me, I think the word architecture is a bit autonomous, yes, but also a bit anonymous. Because in a way where people use the word architecture really differently sometimes, you know, like some people would say, oh, the architecture of the cake. So like, I feel like in a way, architecture can be looked as more of a creative output outlet output, instead of just being like dedicated to construction, but more so like, what is the architecture of your thought process that led to like a music video or like a, oh. an illustration? So I like for me, architecture is so it's, like, it's, it's an a- umbrella term basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. For like creative, creative output. Process? Yes. Like, yeah. That's how, how I see it, it, yeah. Instead but, of it just being like for 
a car park or like for a hotel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very at the edge of that. Like, we were talking about this yesterday during our tutorial about what is architecture to us already now. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone brought it up that it's a building architecture and it's also an installation in architecture. I would be like, no, installation, you can't inhabit people. Which is like the, if you would go back to like the original sense of architecture, is to build a shelter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. When you talk about installation, what do you mean by installation? Like imagine installation being like just, oh, you, you hang some, you hang stuff that decorates and looks nice and then you... Ah, yes, 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 I get it. Yeah, like it doesn't, I don't think that's architecture, that's more towards like, you know, um, event design or like mm, yeah that makes sense like I think when I first joined I ventured into this field the first thing that people like the first few words that I heard about architecture is that it's supposed to be something that can improve another person's well-being you know architecture is uh, not just about um, getting profit or like making yeah. making a bug but it's more of like how you as a professional can improve someone else's life so like in a way you are kind of like a superhero in a way because like you're building for the better good of other people if you if you use if you have the right mindset then yes you can but like i said commercially there's a lot of commercial architects nowadays that look at profit more so mm, than yeah. the actual profit driven or culture driven right. right so, so yeah yeah well, would you guys say like, uh, like, a, like if you, if you look at a building, is it is it subjective? Like saying like, oh, I feel like this is a good building because blah blah blah. But this other person might say otherwise. Do you feel like that is the case in in like overall? Very, very. It depends on what you are interested. Not it, not actually. Like, what is your standpoint in architecture as an architecture student everyone has their own voice as well like yep. they have their own um priority in architecture mm. so do you prioritize the material do you prioritize the program mm. and, like things like that it's very subjective but like it's right. one to see yes right correct okay yeah 100 percent. i think like one thing that like maybe going back to that topic of being subjective, like some people that look at spatial quality as more important than the, so spatial quality meaning like when you're in the space, like how do you feel? So like as Sok mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. so like there's this one building that came to my mind that's really interesting. It's called, it's a library in China. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about this building is that when you enter the building, you feel like, wow, you're surrounded by a lot of books. And then like, it, this is such a grand like you feel like you can study for like 10 hours or whatever. Mm. But when you look closely, these books on the wall are actually not real books. They are more of like wallpaper that looks like they look like books. So it's kind of way like giving you it's 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 kind of like tricking you to think that you mm. are in a space yeah. that can be studied in, but then it's actually more so just wallpaper on the, so the, the white one? The white one, yes. White one. It's, yeah, it's called Tianjin Binhai Library. By who again? Your homie? Your your dude? Mame. Mame. It's by Mame. Tianjin Library. I have no idea. I just remember. 
It's by MVRDV. Oh, okay. That yeah, is so far that. from Tianjin. Yo, Tianjin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wanted to go back to what you said, Justin, about how, um, in a way, architects can be seen sort of like superheroes. I found that so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned it before, I, I, I find this topic quite interesting because as I was doing my research, I found out that COVID-19 has played such a huge role in terms of how architecture is seeing design, is seeing what the future would look like in terms of urban design. Like, do you mm-hmm. guys have thoughts on that? I feel like with COVID, during COVID, we need to have a problem to be, we need to fix this problem, but it's not like a major big issue because I don't want to belittle, I don't want to belittle COVID, but like, how many years until the next pandemic? Who knows? Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Justin, what are your thoughts? I don't know. This is a tricky one. Because, yeah. yes, architecture is impacted. Because, like, my ex-boss did say, shout out to Odeo. Love the bosses. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like, my, my ex-boss did say that um, things have been slowing down a little bit. But then projects still go on and like it's not really affecting like it's more so affecting the clients more so than the architect himself so like mm. um for example so like in, in february we were supposed yep. to like we helped we we helped design um the space for this um yogurt shop called Mumuyo. Mm. um so like we did the branding shout out to joanne lo for doing the photography and the branding hey. helping that out um, <laughs> as well as the interior architecture. Um, so it was supposed to open in February, but then when COVID hit, the client couldn't open the shop. So it, it, they were only allowed to open the shop in like, I don't know, July or like mid-June. So like there was like a four-month delay, which sucks for the clients. Mm. But end of the day, we as architects, we've already done the work. So I think it's sort of like a chain reaction because if the clients get affected, we as like the architects will be affected as well. So it's like a never ending loop. So like when when one person gets hit by COVID, it's just gonna create this string of reactions that lead to like, you know, us being hit by as well. But like we are not at the forefront of it mm. compared to like, you know, cafes, bars and all like whatnot. So we are still okay, I guess, in this the industry itself. I think so, yes. But don't quote me on that. Oh like <laughs> I don't know. I think because the government still wants it to be run, like construction sites and everything, like development, they are still pushing. But I feel like with that question, right, it came, it came to my thought that I think it, it impacts more like domestically, like domestic design, like domestic architecture. Mm-hmm. It impacts it more because, you know, people are like aware that they are going to stay home or like what are their situation in their home like and what do they actually want in their homes now they actually are thinking about it like rather than yeah. oh i buy this apartment that has like one one studio unit and one bathroom and has no space outside at all like, no garden space and it's just one room if pandemic hits you're basically stuck in stuck in four walls mm. yeah like, i feel like people's um awareness towards like you know what they actually want in a domestic house now it's not working anymore like the traditional domestic house is not working anymore. Basically, I think that's the biggest impact that I think. It's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. at this point, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of um, tiny houses. Yes. <laughs> at this point, 
I truly believe there is a significant amount in the population of people just thinking about, you know what, I'm gonna make a tiny house, I'm gonna travel, I will be in lockdown, but at least it's like, you know, they're not meant to stay in one place, like those tiny homes. Nomads. Nomads. So are you saying that these these houses can be transported? Are they like in the back of a van or something? I think they know. Bus. I remember there's a lot that uses buses. Oh, my So the bus would like, yeah, yeah, the bus would kind of like drag it along, right? No, 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 like in the in the bus, like in the school bus, oh. just like we ran away. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it looks nice though. It looks really nice. It's, it's like tiny. Yeah, it looks yeah. So tiny, but they the the thing they did they did really well is the com- compartment um compartmentalization. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Would Basically, you guys they, stay in a tiny right? home? No. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I need I need my light. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need sunlight. Yeah. But, but wait no but that that means you probably can get more sunlight i guess depending on like how many windows you put in but then you literally can just follow where the sun goes <laughs> chasing the sun chasing that is sun. true actually mm. that's true huh ah we're smarter than you guys I wanted to say, I know this is a dumb question, but I feel like, because we've, we've been talk, talking about um, commercial architecture. Whatever, whenever this word comes into mind, I just think about like the most iconic places around the world, which is like, you know, Empire State Building, all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. One, one thing though, like in, uh, what's that place called? The Pyramid in yep. Egypt? Yeah. Great Pyramids? Pisa? Yeah, Pisa. What are your thoughts on that? Like, give me, like, the details. Like, use the language that you guys always use. Wait, wait, wait. The pyramid or the Leaning Tower Pizza? Oh, no, not, not, not the pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the Egypt. The Egyptian pyramid. one itself, yeah, right? The Egyptian yeah. one. Pyramid of Giza, Giza. 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 I also heard pizza and I'm like, wait, no, that's in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yes, uh, the Great Pyramids. Yeah. The one in Pharaoh stayed in. I mean, there's a lot of historical context, but... yeah. It's the fact that it's so mind blowing because they, they build everything for one person. Mm. <laughs> that, that is true. And 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 the 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 way they can build it in that time with labor. Oh, true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a- there's been a lot of conspiracy, right? Some people say yes, you you use a lot of labor. Some people say it's aliens that made it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you know, some 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 random spaceship just flies over and just like teleports just the blocks out. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like. You okay, I've really... never heard of that one. I've heard oh, really? That. I've heard aliens built it, yeah, not the fact yeah. that they would just blow oh. a whole structure on Earth. Yeah. It's not one of the controversies. Yeah, I don't know, speculations. Yeah. But then another natural thing, like natural structure that I couldn't comprehend is the Stonehenge. Stonehenge, oh. Stonehenge. That one is crazy. Like, how does it work? Like, because it's literally... One of them is two stones, okay. and then there's another stone right on it. Yeah. How, how, like, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you, like, during that period, how do you, how are you able to lift a stone? Yeah. Do you think they, were, they were, like, stacked people? <laughs> I'm wrong. But my, okay, my, my very narrow understanding of structures, yeah. My understanding of Stonehenge was that it was previously a bigger structure or a, almost a building or something, and then it kind of broke down or got demolished, turning into what it, it is today. So is that perfect, not the case? Though. 
It's so perfect. Oh. It's like a circular, it's, it's in a circuit, it's like from, from plan perspective, it's like in a circular shape as well. So it's a column, yeah. sort of like a courtyard-ish. That is true. You know what? Um, I'm going to think of it. You know the trolls in Frozen? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they roll down. They roll away, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one by one. Love it. Yeah, maybe Frozen is during that time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, see? See? It's prophetic. It makes sense now. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Time to write a, time to write a thesis about it. Write a thesis? <laughs> They're actually trolls. <laughs> Pixar, wait, was Frozen done by Pixar or Disney? Yeah, Disney. Disney. No, Disney Frozen. knew. So you know what, like when you, th- when you talk about Stonehenge and Trolls, I, I immediately think about the Easter Island statues, do you know? Oh, yeah. The head statues, the huge yeah. statues. Wait, yeah, where is that anyway? Easter Island, the Easter Island one. Oh yes, do you guys watch um, Night at the Museum? Oh yeah. Yes. Gum gum dum dum. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Pop yeah, culture, let's go. How would this one do it? <laughs> this, yeah, one's, this one I can still kind of envision people carving at the stone itself. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure it's just carving, but like, it still stays and it's still perfect. And it's oh perfect. yes, like you don't know what, what this piece of rock has yeah, seen, you know, in its life. Like, you know? <laughs> like, what is it for? Like, who, who looks like that? Yeah. What has it experienced? <laughs> what is it? Wait, do you guys know what the pyramid is made out of? Clay, clay stones? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. You guys like, have to learn a lot of like history in your first year or second year or yeah, throughout your degree. Like, like, like we do learn history, but like we don't learn, like, like I said, like, for example, Scapa is like kind of an old dude. So like we, I guess we, like we learn like the Piranesi, the, 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 oh, what's his name, Corbusier and all that stuff. That's a lot of names. Damn. Yeah. So I think I think we are more interested in like the post-war industrial right. revolution oh. after that. Then only we you'll be like, oh yeah, this is how it's more relatable. Relatable. Now. Yeah. 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 But like mm. towards the histor- historical one, they always teach us like history, history and like religion, like mm. stuff like that. How they influence blah blah blah, and then you know, it's very dry. Mm. <laughs> very dry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like even though we're from different unis, then you know the, the courses are still the same. Similar. For history, for history, for history. Very dry. <laughs> you can write essays about those. Yeah, we have to, yeah. Yeah, so and we have exams oh my god. And we need yeah. to memorize every single building. So, okay, we have no exams, so bless RMIT for that. Really? Oh yeah, no no exams. <laughs> RMIT has RMIT, zero exams. Let's go. Oh my goodness, yo, we've got two RMIT RMIT students and two Two Melbourne students, (laughs) yes. You know what's even more fascinating? The last podcast, it was free in those one Malaysian, now it's the other way around. Yeah. 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 All true. (laughs) No, but technically, Brendan is is half. (laughs) Are you? I am, yeah. So, so, if anything, it's like two and a half. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Okay, okay. One and a half. Oh, what? How are you one and a half? One and a half. What's the other half? Half. How are you one and a half? So be like, I'm like more Malaysian than I'm already am. 
That makes sense. I think that this talk in our like respective nations has been because of the fact that we miss it. Yes, yeah, like, a lot. Homesick. Yeah, a lot. That's about right. Oh, homesick. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Australia, I I'm, I was just thinking like, okay, what's a good building? Uh, I can put like put it out into into this conversation and make me sound like I'm very smart. Sydney, Sydney Opera House. I got you. Beautiful shapes. Am I right? Tell me. So so just had a, like a face palm there. So I don't think that's a good sign. That's a good. That's not a good sign. I'm not a fan of like tourist spots. Oh wow! Like, tourist, especially tourist architectural spots. Why so? Why so? You just overhype. You can oh. fight me on this, but aren't they tourist destinations? Because, because they're beautiful. Yeah, because mm. they because they deserve the appreciation from people. Mm. They, they do. They have. They have. They have an impact. Yeah, but they just overshadow everything else that's good too. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like people are like, "Wow, Sydney Opera House!" But like, there's so many more that mm. are like, worth mentioning that no mm. one mentions. Mm. Okay. I think one like I guess semi-famous building that I would say that you should definitely go visit in Melbourne itself is the Capitol Theatre in the city. Oh yeah. Oh. Have you guys heard of the Capitol Theatre? The RMIT one. Yes. Have you oh been in god. there? Oh my god! Yeah, it looks so good. Are you right now because you yes. know that two Melbourne uni students are listening? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the, the <laughs> like the reason why it's so good, I guess, in a sense, is because from the exterior it just looks like any other building in the mm. city. So it doesn't try to like like what Sook said. It doesn't try to overshadow everything else. But like, what's beautiful about it is oh. the interior architecture of it and how they use like com- so like the way that model is i guess they use this term called like crystallization where like it's Ooh. basically like little like blocks that are like sequenced in a way to create like this whole ceiling that's like spectacular and can change colors and whatnot Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah so like during our during melbourne open week i think they usually open up the theater for people to visit for free so is if you do normally? get a chance i don't think so Oh. Yeah. It's for like exhibitions and all that. Yeah. Like you can I think you can watch a movie there. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. like a so theater you, sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you have a chance really to check it out, it's literally in the city. So like there's no reason why you can't just walk down there and be like, Oh hey, nice building and then bye. <laughs> That's true though. Like when I was walking outside of it, I was like, Yeah, this building looks trash. But when I went inside, I was like, Damn, bruh, this yeah. is a whole new world. This is Narnia. You know, and I was yes, like, yes, yes, crazy. yes, yes, yes. It's very different. Yeah, exactly. It illustrates that. Yeah, but you know do you guys think? In, oh yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, oh okay. Um, no, you can continue. Actually. <laughs> no, what you found? Go. <laughs> you know what I found? <laughs> you know what I found? Um, I guess ever since moving here to Melbourne, and I don't know the evolution of technology and stuff like that. Like you, you stay on your phone a lot more. But in Melbourne, you walk a lot. But I'm so used to being on my phone even while I'm mm. walking, mm-hmm. not looking up. And I think recently, ever since lockdown, I've gotten to appreciate more of like just just embracing the actual walk and actually looking up into my surroundings and really looking at different structures, whether nature, whether man-made, like mm. whatever it is, really appreciating it. Yeah, I mm. think there's such a beauty that we really don't see. Like Sok said, like you, there's so many... 
underrated places? Like unheard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why, I don't know, like, we need to, saying everyone needs to be observant with their surroundings and like if you my thought is that if you walk around and you look at the neighborhood and how the people are like how how the architecture is like you kind of understand like the whole identity of the suburb mm. Mm. like imagine Fitzroy what is it what does it come to come to your mind art exactly like art wow. coffee you're a magician wow yeah. wait, wait let's do that again what else what else <laughs> let's say um, Abbotsford if you guys have been. I have never been there. I know cafes. Factories. Oh. I love oh. industry, industrialization. Right. How like about we make this bigger? Let's go, let's go like country. Okay. Dubai. It's not a country, Bridge but Khalifa. Dubai. Well, I would think of Burj Khalifa and then yeah, like exactly. wealth. Yeah. Basically. Oh, wow. Learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Jaguars in a car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes! How like the police cars in um, Dubai? Like sports cars, yeah. Yeah, they're like sports cars. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're rich, 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 rich. I feel like not worthy to go there. Scary. (laughs) So, because I went to UK once, and like we had to do a layover in Dubai. Yeah. And like even the airport itself was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I heard. I heard the airport has you know those hanging watches. Apparently yeah. in Dubai Airport, it's Rolexes. What? Like, <laughs> I've heard this. I could be wrong, you know, but I have heard this before. Yeah, like those those big watches, but big clocks. What am I saying? Those big clocks at the airport. <laughs> okay, like clocks. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> this bougie. No, but like Singapore still has the best airport. Yes, yeah. I've been to Jewel. I love Jewel. Oh, oh good. God. <laughs> so good. Like, Isn't it like the best airport in the world? It is. It is. It is. Like, it's so good. It's not even oh. overrated at this point. It's actually like everything well, people say yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, Jewel cool. addition to that, oh, it's like cherry. Even better. I was just about to ask like, like what's the best airport? Um, like in terms of architecture, you guys were oh, say Singapore. Oh, architecture! In terms of architecture. Yeah, yeah. The just... Aero Aero Serenin. Oh my god, what's the name? The what? Aero Serenin. Ooh. The modernist one. Um, where is ah, that? Dang it. Uh, he, I think it's in America. It's JFK Airport. Oh. Oh, JFK, New York City. Let's go. I'm not yeah. from there. But... Have you been there? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh. I even got my phone case that says New York. That's how bad I want to go. That's how bad I want to go. Same, same. Yeah. But I heard New York is, uh, it's okay. It's like, yeah, I heard it's okay too. But it, it, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where you guys have heard that. I've heard it's actually not that great. Yeah, yeah, like bad, yeah, yeah. right? Bad, yeah. right? Okay, okay, I get it now. We're not bad mouthing any city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still do want to go to New York, though. Yeah, I really do. I guess I like, like New York. Thing. New York is like overly developed somehow. Like it sort of becomes like oh an icon where everyone wants to be like New York, New York, New York. Mm. Like is that a really good example? Broadway. Mm. That like, is true. In terms mm. of what is it the city itself or the infrastructure? I don't know about I don't know about the culture. 
Mm. But architecture-wise, like the buildings, the skyscrapers, the mm. like if you if you feel if you see some like a country being developed, you imagine like building, building, building high size skyscrapers, right? Like, do you really want to identify yourself to be the skyscraper country? Oh, mm. you know. Okay, with that, what you mm. guys as architecture students, I can safely say, you know, you guys are quote unquote the future of architecture. Mm-hmm. Oof, no pressure <laughs> no pressure but what would an ideal city look like for you Oof, that's Oof. a good question that's a good really question <laughs> take some time to think very interesting question very interesting we never i never had that question before wow oh there you go belly well done yes. while you guys think uh we have our commercial break uh sponsored by uh, apple do yeah, I get Apple, Apple reached out. Oh, Damn. I wish. Um, if you're listening. Anyway. I feel like. You um, feel, yes. I feel like. I think that the best city that someone can design is by. Like Japan. That's a country. Mm. No, but like think <laughs> Yes. Yes, it's a country. But Japan. Uh. I forgot which city was it, but like in, in one specific city, basically, someone said that the city is developed and it grows based on how the, the people want it to grow. Oh, I heard, I heard of that. Yeah. Right. That it's makes like so much sense. The laneways, the back lanes, the alleys, the main roads, the highways, everything, people want it to be like that because they want, because they have a purpose to have that there. Mm. Like, if you see, like, Melbourne, it's, like, based on a grid, right? Mm. It's based on a really rigid grid that I really hate. Um, and they have, like, random back alleys that have no purpose at all. So, like, mm. in Tokyo, I forgot which city. Oh, my gosh, I forgot which. Uh, yeah, basically. They build it based on, yeah, basically, all good, very on- organic. Mm. That's what I want to say. Mm. Interesting. Do you guys um, know about the what do you call that? Sorry, um, uh, I saw on like Hype Beast the Japan toilet um, thingy, the one with the whole. I don't know. I'm sure like you guys. Have heard Is it the transparent right? one. The transparent one, yeah. Oh, no. so when, when when someone's in there, they were the, the whole glass would just turn, um, yeah, <laughs> opaque. And yeah, like, what are your thoughts on that? So has an opinion already, I believe. <laughs> it has a purpose. Oh, I'm I'm actually okay with that. Really? Okay. It's, 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 it's an I art. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's an art, exactly. It's an art. I would not want to pee there, though. Yes, you get anxiety peeing there. <laughs> yeah. But it is an experience. It is an experience on its own. Look, I would go in just to feel it. Just to feel, uh, you know, yeah, embrace the space. Ooh. <laughs> just to go in and embrace the space. But I would not do a number one or a number two in it. Mm. Yeah. Would I wash my hands? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's, a, there's another there's another toilet by a Japanese artist as well that is built in a garden but transparent as well. What? Oh wait, I know this. Is it it's the Moriyama house? Is it the Moriyama Moriyama house? I forgot, but it's by Soul Fujimoto. Basically his houses are like his house is like split into parts and it's just like stacked on each other, right? And it's like glass. So the shower's literally outside. Yeah. But there's like this glass panel that covers it. It's pretty interesting. Oh, 
very interesting to 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 study. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's that called testing your comfort levels. <laughs> Every like, day. As a, as a client, would you would you ask the architect to be like, "Hey, um, I would like a transparent toilet." Um, <laughs> I want to show yeah. the world my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to shower outside, but then make sure no one sees me, but I get to see them. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Man, oh, man. Dreams come true. You, you asked for it, you got it. Yeah. There we go. Wait, how, how about you, Justin? Me what? Oh, <laughs> back to the big question. Oh, yes. I think for I me, a lot. <laughs> personally, I, like, I look up to Melbourne a lot. Cause like in a way, it's called, it's the it's the most livable city for many years for a reason, right? And I think the reason why that is so is because it's actually considered a walkable city, in a way where everything is so it's it's placed at such a close proximity that you don't really need to drive your car to buy groceries. So like for example, I'm from Kuala Lumpur. To get from one place to another, if you do not drive, you cannot get to that place. And I think that that's such an inefficient way of like urban planning. So I think one thing that Melbourne did really well, yes, the the grid system is a bit rigid, but there's a reason why I think they did it that way. I think it's because it really enhances convenience for the people to get from one place to another um, without without any like sort of hassle. And I think what's interesting is that in the city, you have like, Lonsdale, Little Lonsdale, Latrobe, Little Latrobe. So like you have roads that are like drivable, I guess, but then you have like another sub road mm. that allows people to walk. And then like that kind of like enhances the experience of not being um, too, like not like cars don't interact with humans walking that much. And I think that allows for like efficiency to increase and like, like not a lot not a lot of us can say that we live under a Maccas. Oh. I mean like, I don't, but I live opposite a Maccas. So like same same, <laughs> more more or less. Mm. Yeah. So I think um efficiency and being a walkable city is is kind of like sustainable in a way where like it reduces your carbon footprint. You don't need to spend so much money on petrol, etc. Mm. And yeah. you I guess you get healthier as well because you can walk to your Maccas. Wow. That's, I feel like that's really cool though, like coming from two perspectives, like with Soap, she's more of like um, being more relevant to like the time, like like maybe it, like back then it's more traditional, so we'll build, build more traditional stuff, but like now it's more modern, modern, so we'll try to innovate into more different things, but with Justin, you're more of like, you're seeing more of like the convenience as well, mm. which is really cool. I feel like with me, Personally, maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very, um, I'm not too sure about all that, all that kind of thing, but um, maybe more diverse, would you say would be good? Like in terms of, okay, there's this place, this, this area in the city where it's more like, like a lot of high rise building, different sort of like artsy stuff. And the other side of it will have like different things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the beauty of Melbourne in a way. Because the city is all high-rise. But then you just walk like 50 minutes, then you enter into Fitzroy. And then there's no high-rise at all. That's where all the hipsters go. That's where all the graffiti right. is. Then you walk a further, you walk another direction, you reach Richmond. And then that's where like the Vietnamese community is. Oh, that's mm. true. And then like everything's so close to each other. But like just that 15-minute walk defines like just being going from suburb to suburb. It's so close yet so 
and like I guess intricately different at the same time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's true. This has oh. turned into a Melbourne appreciation episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I do love I do love the city that we live in. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I also found quite interesting, like coming from Indo, because um, you mentioned that come from KL, like everything is just quite messy and inconvenient. Far, you gotta be yeah. in a car or, um, well, back in Asia, we have tons of motorcycles. Oh, yes. Yeah. So much carbon <clears throat> footprint, so much smoke, oh, pollution, just all the, all the bad stuff. But coming to Melbourne, do you guys notice how if, if let's say you take a taxi, they, they don't know, they have to ask for a specific address. As in, you got to tell them the street and then they would know. Well, what I found when I'm back in Indo, whether my city, Batam or um, Jakarta, you got to tell them a landmark, like the building that you're going to go to. If you tell them the address, they're like, what is that? Oh. Like, what is that? I guess you guys know that. Yes, yeah. I guess that's the function of the grid to, like the grid access uh how do you say it? you can easily pinpoint some place. Mm. Mm. Whereas in like, you know, um Indonesia, okay, whatever, like the there's no rigidity. Yeah. Where mm. everything is like everywhere. Mm. And then not everyone knows everywhere. Whereas like mm. great, you can be like, Oh yeah, it's like at the corner of this street and that street. It's like, like at the left hand side of that one, blah, blah, blah. It's easier that way as well. Right. Yeah. So the street is the landmark essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Have you heard of um King William Queen Elizabeth? Oh my god. On Melbourne structure. <laughs> yeah, King William King. It's a it's a it's a cool thing. It's smart. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Then we have like Jalan something something. Three 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 stroke four A No no hate, no hate. Just saying. Very confusing. <laughs> I think in Japan as well, they've just labeled it like one, two, three. Really? Wow. Oh, that's, that's quite cool. I find it cool. So, that's another place I would love to go to. Oh, you have to go to Japan. Please go to Japan. Japan. So good. I would love to. <laughs> After Easier said than done. Yeah. Please go to Japan. Anywhere in Japan, just go. Just go. <laughs> People anywhere. are so nice there. Really? They're like, they huh? bow. Like, don't... Not, not a bad thing. They bow all the time. Like, I think we were at a mall my family and I, then it was closing time. So when we were walking out the door, then we turn around and look at them. They were like standing in one row and like we were just walking. Then the moment I look, I, I make eye contact with one of the guys. He bought, oh no. He bought, he bought. Then I was like, whoa, I feel like a king. <laughs> I feel like a king right here. And but do yeah, you like- I feel like, you know, I, yeah. have, I have this one friend of mine. Um, she, she's like a naturally so polite, like so polite that she bows every time. And then if, I feel like if she goes to Japan, right, he, she'll bow back to everyone. She'll bow back? <laughs> <laughs> like a competition now. It happened yeah. before, but like, <laughs> in Japan, it's like another extreme. <laughs> right. It's oh, like, geez. thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, <Thanks>. you. <laughs> like Canada now. Oh, yes. Like Canada, oh, Canadians, everyone say sorry for something. Yeah. No, apparently yeah. they say sorry in replacement of thank you or excuse me. I think it's one of those. Mm, yeah. Which yeah. is why they say sorry so much. I think I heard this on another podcast somewhere. But I was like, <laughs> it's actually <laughs> ours, Justin, but thank you. 
Do you? It, it yeah. shows, yeah. Episode 2. Ah, yes. Oh, that. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Are we, are we educating people, Brandon? <laughs> we really wow. are. Yeah, you are. Uh, okay, let's talk about the future of architecture. Whoa. That's like the final question. Like, like it's very unforeseen with the whole COVID-19, but thoughts any any anything really because I've, I've yeah you you did touch upon it um a little bit so i feel i i think the both of you have touched on it you mentioned how i guess in the design aspects of things like how people look at domestic housing and all that yeah maybe touch a little bit more upon that mm. like i'm not sure what the physical realm of architecture is going to be in the future but what i do know is that as we go forward towards the more technological era everything's going to be more virtual i'm not sure if you guys watch movies like um ready player one or good movie very good movie even wreck it ralph yeah wreck it ralph Break the, breaks the internet. Internet, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's like people now tend to, because you know now we're doing online uni as well. The way our uni works is uh, we used to pin up for finals. So like everyone has an exhibition. You can walk in, you can see all the work on the wall or whatnot. But now because of COVID, everything's like online. So we had to pick up different skill sets such as um, creating videos for to produce our work, create like this in like a game engine, sort of like um Fortnite or whatever. Like wow. a, like so, you put your architecture into a, vi- a virtual world where people can so experience cool. it. So like, then that kind of like made me thought of Ready Player One because everyone can just live in like this square. But then if once you put on like goggles or whatnot, you get transformed into this new world where like mm. people like do things like VR basically. Mm. So like it kind of scares me how much technology is technology is um improving and then like what ha- what if the future of architecture is similar to ready player one or even worse becomes similar to like wall e where everyone's oh. just obese you don't do anything you just sit on you just sit on a chair and then you just put on a pair of goggles and, and yeah. the robots do things for you yeah it's like you know it keeps me up and like not really i don't know <laughs> yeah it's pretty scary mm. to think about that so what about you? For me, um, I heard someone say this before. I think my tutor, one of my tutors, the fact that we are moving so fast um, into like technology where we have AR, VR, stuff like that. We a lot of our architects stop, sort of like look back into history, like where did we originate from? Like, like if you, I can give you an example, like uh, there's this architect that builds new material based on the material it came from like to be exact mm-hmm. they build the material based on like atoms and little little things oh, that's like deep. into the deep 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 roots of like timber yeah. you see cells you see the rings and stuff like mm-hmm. that you go back to vernacular mm-hmm. and then and you I feel use like that to build Basically, like they wow. build new material, they, they build new material. They um basically arrange the space according to like what we already did, but even better. 
So I don't know. Like techno, I feel like we're heading towards technology for, um faster. Mm. But the whole architecture, like physical architecture, is still very slow. Mm. Like it's so slow. Like imagine one building, you need like a year to build. Mm. But by then, everything changed. Mm. It's like yeah. two steps forward, one step back, yeah. sort exactly. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think another thought is that because we are constantly building and constructing, land area is getting smaller and smaller. So, like, how do we as architects, um, like, design to not allow for like cities to be too dense or like too crowded? You know. So, like, I guess a good example for um, like Hong Kong. Like land, like Hong Kong or Singapore, yeah. land mass is so little, but then they're mm. constantly building more and more. So, like the way I guess Singapore looks at it is, like, like that apple, that apple um building, like it's floating on water. So, like, that's kind of like an innovative way of like designing for the future. But like, then you start to think, like, for example, Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is such a it's a country that doesn't have like personal agriculture that much. Like, you know how in Southeast Asia, we all plant stuff on the ground and then it becomes like a paddy field and whatnot. Hong mm. Kong kind of relies on other countries to import stuff in. So then people start to innovate. Oh, what if we design like technology improving? There's this thing called vertical farming now where instead of um, planting horizontally, you plant vertically. Everything's within a tight, compact space, but you can plant so much more because you're using like UV rays, blue rays that can like make the plants grow faster and like more healthier. So like right. that's so I guess sustainability is also another main factor for the yeah, future. For sure. That's true. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the <laughs> things that we talk about is like, um, do you think that buildings that we built now should be built towards longevity or built towards temporary temporal? Mm. Yeah. Context. Mm. Do you want to be like Singapore that you demolish every 10 years or do you want to be like oh, Giza yes. where you can leave it for like thousands of years? That is so true. Wow. Like, it's sort of like a debate everyone has already been um, involved in but like I don't know. <laughs> I still don't have a standpoint. Yeah, wow. Wow. No thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think um Maybe from my little understanding, what well, you guys have added on to it, it, it depends on the society of that time. Mm. Like right now, I guess Singapore can still do that. And the people are used to that 10-year phase before continuously changing. But yeah, I guess it depends on the people, would you say? Yeah. Culture, yes, definitely. Depends on the culture. Politics. Mm. <laughs> But if you um, think about it, like every building, you need to be approved by the government. Oh, the government plays a big part. If you can't get past the government, then forget oh, no. it. Unless you want to be like a rebel, rebel architect. Is that <laughs> even okay, possible? Huh? Is that even possible? To build without um, like a permit? Yeah, that's not, that's not possible. Like, yeah, at right. the end of the day, um, the urban whatever infrastructure comes on, it has to mm. you know, go under government, right? My dad actually built something illegally. <laughs> really? And you're, oh, you're writing no, out now. Okay. No, but that was like, that was like a few decades, dec- few decades okay. ago. Yeah. And then he's like, he, he knows the current governor of Penang. Okay. Shout out to Penang. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad like kind of uh, like nudge him and be like, hey, can I get my land approved now? Oh, wow. <laughs> Did he get it though? 
<laughs> he did. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it's legal now. Okay. It's legal yeah. now. Are you But allowed to okay. say this? Song? <laughs> it's, it's legal. It's legal. He okay. he pay he pay taxes on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Just to clarify, the Leong family <laughs> <No>. pays taxes. <laughs> yeah, we pay taxes to live. That's great. I guess I wanna just say that architecture is very subjective. Mm -hmm. But every architect student or even architect has their own say in the world. What they want to build in the world is basically what they want to see the world change towards. Yeah, and I feel like don't shame a building because of how it looks. Basically, that's what I, yeah. that's what I want to say. Guilty. I'm guilty yeah. for that. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But I feel like uh, maybe you guys, you, like, two of you guys, can give like one advice to an up and coming architect, maybe a first year, maybe like yeah. what would you say? What would you for say to those who are thinking of going into prioritize your sleep? Prioritize your sleep. That's from Silk 2020. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> um, I guess just I guess you just have to understand that you're not doing this alone. If you're an architecture student, you're never doing this alone. Like, don't try to put so much pressure um, on yourself. Like, especially during COVID times, we're not able to interact physically with people. You have to understand that people are going through the same thing as you, and like. If you are facing anything like serious, always open up to talk to people, whether it be your peers, your tutors, whatnot. They will understand because they've been in your shoes before, or like they are in your current shoes as well. So, right, wow, that's really you know, good. Always, speak up. Yeah, always give yourself a break. Mm. Like, um, creatives work at the best after some rest. Wow. Would you agree, Brent? Mm. Justin. And with people as well, like, no. like reiterate again, don't do it alone. You know, yeah. People like if you if you if you surround yourself with people that like support you and like cherish what you do, it gives it makes you do better work as well. It's just like it's a very simple process, you know. And talk about your works. Oh yes. Talk about your works. Don't keep it in. You talk about it. People give you feedback and build upon that. You don't don't just wow. be like, oh no, I'm not gonna listen to this person. Mm. Wow. Listen. <laughs> mm. That's amazing. So all be such, open. Yeah. yeah. All such wise advice from, you know, two friends who are who have been going at RT for how many years now? Four. 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 Woo. Yeah. So four years is a long time. Yeah. Not long um, though. It's not done yet. Find your mm. own personal architecture. Ooh. Style, style. Mm. Keep to that. Ooh. Stick to that. Uh. If not, be like me. <laughs> You're confused. I don't uh. think that's a bad thing, though. I think it's good to explore a lot of different okay. variations until, and then make a hybrid of one. Until okay, with your project because it spans like um it's in six months, right? Four months. Four At months. one point, you need to pin it down. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, that. Don't be like confused, little chick. So I guess it's more so more of um, I guess not necessarily sticking to one style, but really just having that confidence in yourself and yeah. make sure if you do need help, you know, don't don't be afraid to ask for help. But at the same time, have that faith in yourself as well to mm. whatever style it is, whether hybrid or like mm. mono, hybrid, mono. <laughs> 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 
thing. <laughs> I'm just throwing out words, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want to say. Um, I guess this all all this talk about different cities, different structures in the world. I think there's such a beauty in appreciating more of your surroundings. Yes, definitely. Right. Um, walking around, taking in all the buildings surrounding you. Um, or even nature that is surrounding you and whatever it is you're studying you know stay passionate and really really dive into it i think if anything i i couldn't believe like all the names that you guys have thrown in there yeah i probably have not heard about clueless yep (laughs) but yeah stay passionate (laughs) stay i guess confident whatever it is Mm. that um you listeners students and non-students alike are pursuing yeah yeah stay open really but um yeah that is a wrap for this episode five uh we just want to thank you guys Sok and justin for coming onto this podcast uh yeah feel free to plug your social media profile uh, go for it go for it justin you have you have one all right go wild uh I've never done this before. I've only seen people do it. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, I guess just, just if you're interested, just look me up on Instagram at underscore underscore jus jus juice juice. I think yes. like to, it's to a certain extent people start to call me juice juice instead of my actual name, which I find it really fascinating. Um, right. Yeah, I, I do photography. I I post my hockey stuff there as well. Sometimes if I like it, if I don't, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have another. Oh, and I do illustration as well. It's called One Two Juice. Mm. So like, it's basically named after like this game in Malaysia. Rock paper scissors, basically. Which is why it's called One Two Juice. Yeah. One two as in the numbers. So one. Yeah. So the way we do it is One Two Juice. One right. Two Juice. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But my main one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Um, uh, I don't really post a lot of architecture stuff, but like, I do sometimes in my stories. But if you want to follow me? In, <laughs> so weird, right? To do do it. <laughs> like at Sokey with five E's. S O K E Y five E's. That would be our theme song. Tune in for more updates. We post little video snippets and follow us on Instagram at bbt.pod. That is bbt.pod to tune in for updates, little video snippets that we post. Um, make sure to engage as well. Like yeah. we love being able to share this podcast and it's been such a blast. Tune mm-hmm. in to more episodes every Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.